I'm Josh Cooperman, and this is Convo by Design, with a special series of episodes designed to help you manage the coronavirus disaster by providing you with actionable ideas and tips from world-class designers and architects to help run your home more efficiently. We all have way more going on at home now, don't we? You're not alone. As a matter of fact, I don't think we've all been in more similar circumstances before. While the stories of conference call disasters provide a little levity, I realized that our homes and resources are being taxed like never before. Our homes were not designed for this. I'm talking with some of the best and brightest in design and architecture to get their strategies for making space more efficient. This episode features Brian Farrick of Meredith Bear Home. Meredith Bear Home specializes in the art of home staging and interior design. Staging a home is all about placement, space, light, and accommodation. It's about creating a feeling and making every, everything work to its full capabilities. Brian shares ideas about making your space more efficient and functional. This is always important, but never more so than it is right now. If you are one of the millions who are sheltering in place, you still have to work. You still have to be mom, dad, teacher, babysitter, chef. You get the point. These ideas are going to make your life just a little bit easier. Brian is talking about decluttering, placement, use of space, finding a decent chair, lighting, and a bunch of other ideas and elements that you can incorporate today to make your space work that much better by tonight or tomorrow. So listen, I, I think you're going to like this. This is Brian Farrick. I think for most people, if they're not working from home regularly, they might have an office that you know, might have a little too much stuff in it. I think um, for the average person, if you can kind of start decluttering, and it's a great project if you have a little bit more time on your hands these days, start taking things away so your office is a proper working office. You know, get through all those extra papers that are there, move things out, you know, just keep it a little bit more organized than you typically would if, if that's going to be your office eight hours a day. And the next thing you wanted to talk about was was placement and spacing, which I think is absolutely critical no matter what part of the house or office you're talking about. Right. I think for, you know, for somebody who's carving out a space at home to work from, if if you can, if you have the luxury of space, if you can keep your your desk facing into a room or out a window. I mean, it's it's kind of depressing to sit there and look at a wall all day. So if you can kind of situate it in a room where you're looking out into some space and you're not feeling like you're cramped into a little corner, I think that really does a lot for the psyche. So just kind of either float it in the middle of a room, place it by a window, or just looking into another area of your house, I think it does a lot for the space. So you know what's really interesting? In all of these conversations I've had with, with designers, the psyche is really important. It's not just how, how a space looks but or how it feels, but how it makes the user feel. No, I think you know that's that's actually another little project somebody could do. I mean, I don't know what everyone has for a home office right now, but if you took a little time and maybe painted that space, I think you know having a nice calming color in a room is you know does wonders for the psyche. Having proper lighting is huge. You don't want it too dim, but you don't want it too bright that it looks you know like a sterile environment. But you want some good task lighting, but you want some nice ambient lighting too to create like a nice warm environment. I think it does a lot for um, for your your work day. The moment you said that, I started thinking about something. When it and this may be a complicated question, but as far as task lighting, work lighting, um, ambient lighting, when you're talking about multitasking and multipurposing a space in so many different ways right now, um, 
what what is your what is your approach to light? Because you want light from all different sources, right? But sometimes Correct. too much, and you're cluttering again. Correct. Well, I think you know, obviously, you're going to need a good task lamp. You need a good desk lamp. If you have some overhead lighting just to kind of fill fill the overhaul overall space of the room, um, and then if you if you have the luxury of space, if you have a nice chair in your office, if you can put you know a nice reading light or a floor light next to it, you can kind of get light from different sources, and hopefully hopefully you have a window in there, so that's you know bringing in the natural light as well. And and one of the things you touched on before and you touched on it again was was having a decent chair. I, I think having a decent chair for your office is um, very important. I think. Now that we have a lot of people who are going to be working from home, they haven't been sitting in their home office for extended periods of time, and they might have a tendency to try and curl up with their laptop and sit in a comfortable chair or lounge in the sofa and get their work done that way. And I don't think that's healthy. It's not um, one, it doesn't put you in the mindset of work, and also it's just not good for ergonomics. So you do want to make sure you have, even if you have to pull in a, a dining chair, like a straight back chair with you know some support, um, but not something overly comfortable. But that being said, I think it's nice to have another little place to retreat to in the afternoon. Like if you're doing some work all morning and you want to go answer some emails or check up on some personal stuff, have a another little reading nook that you can go to and sit there and get some work done so it's not just sitting in the same space all day. Well, Brian, let's also talk about why this is important. There is such a tremendous value in designers and what designers do is is it's an intangible, right? It's It's an art for sure, but it's not just art. It's also function. And I, I think that all too often things are lost if you're not, if you're not doing something, if you don't have that outside perspective and having a designer work on your, on your space, like you mentioned, you know, lounging on the, on the sofa with the laptop to do some work, who hasn't done that at one time or another. But if you, if you're trying to do that for six hours a day, it's not healthy and it's not functional. No, it's not. And I, I think, you know, it's, it's also setting the groundwork for what is work for people to to define that time that you're going, you're, you're still working during the day, but you're just doing it in a different environment. So I think you need to create that space that is functional, um, but it's your workspace. It's not, it's not the sofa. It's not, you know, a lounge chair in your bedroom. It's, it's a, it's a desk and it's a chair. And I think it, it does something to your, um, your, your day when you get up and you're actually physically going in there and working. Um, I know I've done that myself when I started working on my own, um, years ago before I, in the current job that I'm in now, but I had a hard time breaking up my day. Um, it, you know, I wasn't used to working from home and I, it wasn't until I would, you know, realize I had to get up, make my coffee and then just sit at my desk and do that and not dilly dally throughout the house. Um, I think it, it, you really need to make yourself uh, mentally prepared to be working from home. Let's also remember that this is incredibly fatiguing and it's incredibly taxing both physically and mentally when everybody's in the same space. You know, it's funny because everybody I've spoken to, and I've, I've had probably no less than eight conversations today alone, and it's, we're halfway through the day. Everybody I've spoken to is now a multi-generational household. They, they have kids and them, or parents and them, or kids and them and parents, in addition to, you know, a family pet or two. And you're supposed to now have a workspace where you can concentrate on work and you can't watch too much news right now, or it's going to make you absolutely crazy. So you have to have not just your workspace where you can be productive and and functional, but you actually also have to have a space. And sometimes it may be the same real estate where you need to be able to relax and recharge. And those two, those two ideas do not always comport. 
No, they do not. Well, I think you know we're the situation that we're in presently is completely unusual because yeah, everyone is at home right now. I mean, you have the kids, you have everyone's sheltering in place, so it's not you know it's not a normal situation by any stretch. But that being said, I think when you can define your space um, and have your office in a workspace, that's something you can teach the kids. You can be like, okay, when when I'm over here, this is work time. You know, this that's why you're not lounging on your sofa working on your laptop, you're, you're in a specific space. And I think that's the kind of the ground rules that you need to set up with a family. Like these are, this is a working area. This is what we're doing here. Um, granted, not every child's going to understand that, but it's something that's going, the situation is going to be going on for a little while. So I think as long as people know this is work area, this is relaxing area and um, kind of separating your spaces and defining that. So at the firm, when you first start working with a residential client, what are what are some of the questions that you're asking them, and how are those questions relevant now, considering the current circumstances? You know, for most of our work, we're we're doing home staging, so our clients are brokers and developers who we're creating spaces to show people how they could live in a home. So it's not actually the end user; it's more of a um, it's more of a sales tool on defining a space and showing them how they can live there. Um, so it's a little bit different from from regular interior design. Well, no, yeah, but at the same time, I guess what I'm asking is getting to the ideas behind it. I almost want to call it a set. Right. Well, I mean, that that is kind of what we do. What, I think a lot of what we do as far as staging is aspirational living in a way. There you go. And with that, you know, with setting up a home for somebody, how they would aspire to live, it is one of the key techniques is the paring down. It's It's decluttered. It's, you know, when it's a staged home, when we're setting it up for somebody to walk through, you don't have a stack of papers there. You don't have a pile of um, unread mail. It, it's clean. And keeping keeping the work area decluttered does something. It just it keeps it um, – you, you feel like you can get a lot accomplished without looking at, you know, a pile of unfinished business, really. So I think it's a matter of setting it up where you can picture yourself working there and keeping it open to – keeping it open to the rest of the home. What we were talking about earlier, when you're – um, having like a desk floating, floating in the middle of the room, that's still a great place. If, especially when you have the kids at home, you can kind of keep your eye on what's happening in the rest of the house, or you can see what's going on with your, your elderly parents, but you're in your own work environment, but you're not shutting yourself off from the rest of the, um, from the rest of the homestead. When you look at, at a home that has been staged and here's, here's where I'm getting at with this. I, one of the conversations I had earlier today was talking about treating your home as if it were a set from a movie, mm-hmm. right? And that is, that is very similar to what, you got, to what you do. And when you're staging a home, you're, you're staging it for, for a feeling. You're looking for, you're looking for a feeling, right? And I guess what, totally. I'm, what I'm curious about is sort of what are some of the questions that you ask someone what the, you know, regarding what that feeling is that they're going for so that people who are hearing this who maybe don't, haven't done a ton of design in the past or, or have an interior designer can sort of ask themselves those questions and figure out how they can restructure their current situation in a way that is, is more functional and more specialized to them, to what they're looking for personally. Okay, I mean, I think a lot of like what what that is is the um, the decluttering, really. I mean, like like I mentioned earlier, every time we go into a home, when we stage it, we do we even do things as as simple as kind of wrapped books, and that kind of takes when somebody walks into a room, they're not looking a lot of 
titles or like different binders they're looking at there's a continuity there and there's a there's a cleanliness to it it's just it's kind of serene so people aren't overthinking and that's I don't know if that's something that people want to bring into their homes where they want to go through the extent of, you know, wrapping their books. Um, but it creates, it creates a calming environment. Um, and people relate to that when they're, when they're walking through homes, I think keeping groupings of things, um, whether it's art, if you have kind of consistency through a, a room, it, it kind of creates a calmness to it. There's um, keeping the color palette kind of, kind of muted and not not too jarring you don't want some wild color wall and then throw you know you don't want a red wall and a blue chair keep it all kind of neutral just create a calm space where people feel relaxed and where they can get something accomplished i think that's i think that's terribly important these days i really appreciate the time well listen you have a great day and thank you for doing this i think it's um, an important message to get out there thank you brian for both your time and talent for more about meredith bear home visit them online meredithbearhome.com thank you walker zanger for your partnership and support of convo by design and thank you for listening were it not for you there would be no convo by design so thank you we will all get through this together And until we do, I will keep bringing you ideas from incredibly talented creators to make this a little bit better. If you have a question, ideas for a segment, or you're a designer and want to help, please email me at convobydesign at outlook.com. Take care of yourself and your loved ones.